Gamers Almanac. It is our 100th game. I'm Matt Martins. I'm joined by Hunter Donaldson. Hello. Hi, it's me. It's Hunter Donaldson. Uh, and welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac. We are doing finally, finally, after much a plum, after much uh, talking about it, we finally get to talk about StarCraft for real this week. We've had three weeks of faffing about introducing all of the various elements, but we've got one more in the can, and today is a is the unstructured, just like, now we're just talking about StarCraft. But of course, yeah. the critical element is that today will be our final ranking on the list of what will now be 100 games on games. our list. We this This is our 100th game. We haven't ranked it yet. We will at the end of today's episode. And then that part of this show kind of goes away, except for next week we'll re-rank all the games, which also kind of makes the ranking in today's episode a very odd thing, because we're just going to also look at it next week. But hey, guess what? Who Shut up. Shut up. Everybody shut up. It matters. Okay? The ranking today matters. Yeah, I mean, I think spiritually it it matters because we're not letting that the for the re-ranking episode we'll have both the Sanders boys mm -hmm. here with us um so it'll be four of us so this is kind of like a what does just Matt and Hunter right. think about StarCraft and it's it seems complicated you know to me because i feel like my my relationship with this game is so i'm so wrapped up in it mm -hmm. that i don't even know like I, I feel like the the ranking part is not possible. Like I, I don't feel like it's possible. For it's me. like ranking yourself. You, uh, we have to put yeah. Hunter Donaldson yeah. on the list. Yeah, and I'm gonna rank myself low. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna I, if I'm ranking myself, I'm not gonna put myself up there very high. You know? So I mean, that's tough. Yeah. I think that also I just don't really look at the list anymore. The sure. list part is just kind of. Looking at it right now, it's like, wow, it's kind of, I pulled it up just yeah. to take a look at it because I hadn't seen it in so long. Uh -huh. And I'm like, wow. What is this What thing? a bunch of nonsense garbage <laughs> this is. This is a horrible project. Um, and I, and I got to say up front, I have gotten so much out of like revisiting this and yeah. spending so much time. This has been such a wonderful project to spend this much time reflecting on a game that matters so much to me. Yeah. The like reconnecting with my past that i felt it it is absolutely far and away been my favorite experience that i've had on this show yeah like without a doubt i mean it it, it um, honestly i don't even think i'm gonna move on from it for a little bit <laughs> I'm, I'm like you know i feel bad because i feel like i i've overindulged myself at this point <laughs> i've gorged myself and i've just you know it, it doesn't feel like as inclusive as the show I feel like normally feels, which is a bummer. But at the same time, I, I'm i literally like talking to people right now about starting a website, yeah, yeah. A, a depository for, like a good depository for use map setting stuff yep. for StarCraft. Yeah. That's a project. By the way, if you are a web designer and you're listening to me say this right now and you, that sounds like a cool thing to you, so no shade at the stuff that exists already. No shade at any of the projects that were ongoing. In fact, they, they will make this new project possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just want all of the use map settings mods, all the, well, they're not mods, they're maps. I want them to be stored somewhere with a website that is searchable, that has tags, that's a database, yep. that has a curated database, and then like a dumpy database. Right, right. Uh, I want these game modes classified by genre. I want people to be able to be nostalgic for use map settings, custom stuff for StarCraft, and have easy access mm -hmm. to like going, you know, strolling down memory lane like that. Yeah. I played four sessions of use map settings stuff with StarCraft, and I am playing another. Uh, not next weekend, but the weekend after. Yeah. I am I am going to continue uh, experimenting with 
like exploring the library of what was possible with starcraft yeah um it's it just yeah it really takes me back and and i'm just so happy that we were able to take the time to talk about it to mm-hmm. this extent um but I, matt i i i want to i want to hand it over to you because i want i just want you to talk a little more about because i just feel like they got to be sick of me by this point <laughs> i mean y'all got to be like well done. i mean like, luckily like, well, luckily yeah. last week we had cole which meant that cole got to like really do a lot of the heavy lifting you definitely talked too but i mean that that we let cole run run with last week's episode so i i sure. my hope is that uh pe- people felt a good feel from that but yeah i mean you're right i i haven't had as much input on these episodes uh and it's because there's just been interesting dynamics to like the structure of what what we were talking about in the previous three episodes right which was like two episodes about the campaigns which i basically suck at and uh didn't commit enough time to uh because they're they're very very hard for me uh ex- excruciatingly hard for me and then use map settings was a lot about the history of it right where, where i just i wasn't there and i can play use map settings and i can talk about what i played in warcraft 3 but i, I just wasn't there in the heyday of what we were talking about last week basically but my experience with starcraft is the uh, like is the the stone we've left unturned basically so far which is to mm-hmm. talk about the competitive scene and like what StarCraft as a as a TV show basically means to me. Yeah. And like to me, that's like equal to the rest of the parts of the game. Like that that is at that is the most important part to me and my love of StarCraft because it's the the pinnacle of a game I can't play very well, but I right. still love thinking about like all the time. And uh, it, it's just like I, I love dedicating time to watching StarCraft and learning about it. But when it comes to the actual physical process, it is too fast of a video game for me to keep up with. It's just straight up and down. It would take too many hours to develop the skills necessary to play the game at like the the more fun level or whatever except for like use map mm. stuff obviously like lots of the use map stuff is is goofing around and having fun and that that is accessible to me uh right it's just that other stuff that i that i really click with still like the the high strategy side of starcraft is something that still really engages my brain i just don't have the the apm <laughs> to keep up with it or whatever but yeah but you don't need that right? right i mean like you there's a lot of ways to interact with starcraft that isn't just about being a pro if you want to check out uh, there's a really good old noah caldwell gervais yeah. um essay about starcraft right that talks a lot about how you can interact with it even if you suck right you know yeah um it's it you don't have to I, I just don't want the listener to feel like, oh yeah, StarCraft's really hard and there's no, I mean, I played it as a child, right. as like a little baby. I was like eight or whatever sure. playing this game. I mean, like you can do it. There's cheat codes. Like there's. Yeah. And I was doing cheat- that. Yeah. That, that's what yeah. I was doing to get through all of like the, the, you know, the Terran campaign in the first, uh, in, in base game, uh, StarCraft, I was using cheat codes to skip through stuff, but, and I do, I mean, I like playing, that's how I've always plays, played Age of Empires 2 as well, like that, that's a lot of my history with these kinds of games is yeah. skipping stuff for myself and then watching the real, <laughs> the, 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 the more intense way. But my point is more, I'm not even trying to say like, it's, it's too hard so I don't interact with it, it's like, what I like interacting with with StarCraft is the sport of it. it. It's my favorite sport is actually where I like I've come down to. I have the most fun and the best memories of mm. like sports fandom are with StarCraft. The the and and a lot of that is StarCraft 2, but it's the community that the StarCraft scene built and then going back and watching StarCraft and seeing like what it means over the last 25 years like all of that translates to StarCraft 2 in my mind because um, so much of the scene of like the players I loved uh, in 2011 or whatever, 2010. Yeah. Like those were, that was StarCraft 2 being a brand new game. Those are StarCraft players <laughs> that happened to be playing StarCraft 2 now because right, it was the hot right. new item or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, a, a lot of my, a lot of my love of this kind of genre of game like is just based on 
the watching of it and and the engaging with like media about it. We we sort of teased this. We talked about this a little bit on our first StarCraft episode, but like there is absolutely a direct line from my interest in StarCraft to our entire career path right now. Like there there is it's only like two steps removed yeah. from from that and like my my passion for uh how the strategy of starcraft was explained to me during day nine dailies on justin.tv in you right. know 2009 2010 2011 like I, my career is emulating <laughs> what how good i thought that was and being like that i want to translate that to something i have some level of you know expertise in i can't play fast games like my, my passion for the board game twilight imperium is starcraft is amazing but i can't click fast enough what's a version of this thing where i don't have to click buttons fast oh a game that takes all day and there's no <laughs> there's no speed required right. to it like my my love of twilight imperium is directly connected to my love of starcraft this is this is cool because it kind of sounds like you're saying you're an expert at twilight imperium <laughs> which is awesome I, I've been waiting for you to say stuff like that for a long time. And it's funny that you're saying it on our other shows so that the other folks can't hear you. There will be no evidence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it In the Malcolm Gladwell sense, you're absolutely an expert at uh, Twilight Imperium. Right. Um, but what's funny is the whole 10,000 hours thing. It's like, well, it's pretty easy to rack up. You know, when <laughs> 10,000 hours of TI is like, yeah, it's like 100 games. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, I haven't even played all the factions yet. <laughs> According to Malcolm Gladwell, I'm an expert. I'm a master uh, at Twilight Imperium. Yeah. Um, well, I want to. I mean, I want to get into the details yeah. though. I yeah. want this is not this is not wide cutting time, Matt. Sure. What? Who do you like, like esports wise, when it comes to StarCraft? Like, give me some like details. I yeah. want to know what. What was it like you watching this? So, like, how did you even do it, guy? I remember we had some weird website we went to to like download games yeah well i would torrent so i would I, there were two vessels for this because well the first thing to know is and surely people are aware of this but maybe you're not if you're tuning into the show and, and you've really just been genuinely joining the ride of like learning about starcraft but a part of starcraft is the fact that uh the the entire country of south korea uh really grabbed on to it over like the course of its life and starcraft yeah. remains to this day a very high production value uh esport in in south korea it's do they still broadcast it? they do i was watching a recent stream uh, nice. a week ago uh starcraft 2 was definitely like a hit like a lot of people were switching to starcraft 2 early on but kind of the whole story of starcraft 2 is everybody being like yeah this is great and matters a lot and over time being like mm, let's go back to the other one though actually now that i mean the 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 basic the original starcraft league like never stopped at all but like a lot of players just left for a while and a lot were like doing right. double duty a lot were just playing back and forth and kind of succeeding at neither and then went back to starcraft to just be like well i should just stick to my roots and do that but yeah the the asl i just watched the championship of last week and it was uh it, it finished up like two weeks ago or three weeks ago or whatever um so it, it's been an ongoing thing obviously uh so a big part of that you asked for like people i i like to watch you know the as everyone knows and we've already said it before day nine was like the the person who was like let's push for a new kind of of video game content on the internet we're, we're talking right. proto twitch we're talking youtube is relatively new and still hard to kind of man like they're there you know you have lots of weird video length things and youtube is just not at this time what it what it is today basically uh right. but day nine started this series called the day nine daily and uh at least i, I think it was daily but I, I think he did actually have like an off day or whatever but it was a starcraft show where he would teach you how to play starcraft but not not just like teach you starcraft it wasn't as explicit at that he would just load up vods he would load up what do you call it what are the replays are they just called replays uh or is there a, a fancier term regardless you you know there, there's a very in in blizzard games you can share 
the replay of the game and it's every second of the game and you can move around the map by yourself and everything it's not like a video right. of the game it's the actual every click is copied over and you can just watch that it's like one of the best elements that gets uh, I, I feel like you don't see as much in like other games but rts is it's a common thing to have access to so the day nine daily was day nine just loading up uh like gsl games like professional starcraft games and being like let's break down like what happened in this game and what was like the pivotal moment uh that that you know led to so and so's victory or sometimes he would take a game that's like not even a particularly good game but had one thing where it's like that's a beautiful representation of just this mechanic or whatever right and, i mean he had to fill content every single day it was like an hour or two every single day that right. he just had to come up with stuff to talk about with StarCraft. And he did it for like 250 plus episodes or whatever. Like he did it for for at least a full year or something like that. I don't, I don't remember how long the the the, dark, the Day 9 Daily like stuck with exclusively StarCraft. But having him like break down stuff like that. Like I would just watch it every day. Even though again so much of the stuff was not stuff I could necessarily always do i would practice it i would try to but like i was never mm. going to be some like pro this was in college i had the time to dedicate to to weird right. side stuff like this but just having that as like a content to put in my brain every day was enough for me it was just like this is fascinating this game is fascinating it is beautiful how all of these systems interact with each other and how these players find ways to get the best of each other. It is like truly, I think it's one of the most balanced games in existence, uh, even though there are like little imbalances, but like a player has control over those imbalances and can do things, or you can design maps that then favor in different directions or whatever, right? right. Like there's always a different- The players um, can correct yeah, always. The, the players yeah. can always correct the imbalances of the game. And so it's just like a fascinating ecosystem. And so, uh, Day Nine also had a brother uh, known as Tasteless, and mm -hmm. Tasteless's career in StarCraft was playing professionally in America. Day Nine played professionally in America as like teenagers. We're talking their like high school years right. was them playing. Yeah, yeah. And Tasteless, the story goes, Tasteless was like at some event and got knocked out, but there was like a booth trying to present the games, but like nobody really knew what they were doing. And he was like, I mean, I can take the mic and I can talk about Starcraft and I can just say what's going on. Right. And then he started doing that at way more tournaments. And then he moved to Korea with this guy named Artosis and they just became the English speaking vessels for this Korean Starcraft yeah. league. And so then I would just start watching them all the time. I looked up and I found these notes in my old Google drive from 2011 uh, because I used to be obsessed with basically these three individuals in general and a lot of other StarCraft players, but especially these three. And I, for a long time, uh, I was also a film major and I wanted to write a screenplay about esports and I wanted to base it on these brothers' life. And I have a right. huge document. Their story. I have a huge document of notes of everything I could find about their life that I was trying to then turn into a screenplay. That's like how invested I was in their whole sort of thing. So he, yeah. one, their day nine daily number 100, day nine didn't talk about StarCraft, he just talked about his life. And I took like rigorous notes based on that and then was trying to reformat it into like, how could you turn this into a story, etc. So anyways, all of that to say, like I was just so obsessed with people who could take the complexity of StarCraft and make it something I could understand. And that as just a thing and as a concept is has like fueled me for over a decade. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm wondering like, how do you, how do you just, and I, I know this is a thing. Like I know this exists. Mm -hmm. I have never understood this type of person. <laughs> I feel like there's probably a lot of people listening that are like this. Mm -hmm. How do you just hear all this stuff about Starcraft, but not play it? Like, you know what I mean? Like how do how do like you know what I mean? It's like you're learning. It's like you're taking a class uh -huh. on something, and then you're not applying that information. You're just like taking it into your brain. Why? There's two. I think there's two things at hand there. The first is the sort of simple cavalier answer, which is like, why does ESPN exist? Like the sports fans around the world are obsessed with 
sports and the strategy of football and and they get invested in all of that stuff but i mean that's obviously not getting at what you're talking about because i'm also watching a guy explain here's how you dear viewer can get better at starcraft right. and i'm like that's cool you're talking I'm... to me but i'm also not doing that's the that. thing about I the know. day nine dailies yeah is that i he is trying to teach you starcraft i can compl- i understand the idea of being a spectator yeah but to be fair to me when i spectate a sport i do it's not like i can't play baseball or i can't mm-hmm. play you know soccer or whatever I mean, I suck at it, but that doesn't mean I can't do it. You right. know, I and I guess it's not that you can't play StarCraft either. Right. It's just that you're saying you suck at it. Yeah. But why? I just yeah, I I just think it's like a core human thing that I've just never gotten. Yeah, like I just don't get. If I if I'm taking in a bunch of information, I want to apply it. Sure. I have a deep need to want to apply right the the things I'm taking in the, in that way. The other half of my answer then is probably a darker answer than you necessarily want but it comes down to how my brain works and when i do try to apply the lessons of starcraft it's bad and i and it doesn't Uh make me feel good but i still like the strategy of the game right Mm -hmm. but literally the act of sitting down to play a fast competitive video game it's bad for me. It just yeah. is. It's it's straight yeah. up and down bad for me. Now, the other thing and the other reason I think I'm so attached to this stuff is because Day Nine was always a person who like knew knew that too. Like knew that was an element of yeah, these competitive yeah. games. Like raging was you know is a known variable in these games, and he is just kind of a master of like talking to you about that too. Like I I have a very specific memory of watching a day nine daily and almost breaking down in tears because day nine was explaining the idea that you're playing starcraft you're moving fast your brain is moving a mile per like a mile per minute it's going very very fast you are enduring new chemical balances like you're like like you know, different different things are happening to your body to allow you right. to think and play at this speed you do not get to expect them to just immediately slow down. They probably right. can careen out of control on you. Yes. And like he like as a therapist for like 18, 19 year old me walked me through like how to think about that and take it and be like, you you are allowed to step away and let those feelings subside before you act on anything else you can step away from the game all those things these things that might be more obvious to people who uh, perhaps have better management of those chemicals in their body i don't right. feel like i do which means i have i mean we have a long list of memories uh you and i and we've covered on the show before so i'm not like it's not weird to bring up but like the history of smash and halo between mm-hmm. us is a lot of oh <laughs> matt's over there in the corner screaming again uh-oh uh, and like yeah. that absolutely not only continued in starcraft 2 but w- hit a climax like that yeah. was the breaking point for me choosing to play multiplayer games anymore like do you remember when you killed that guy when we had to cover it up <laughs> Oh, it's funny because it's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, you remember that boy? <laughs> that boy? <laughs> oh, Beaver Lake will never be the same, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Every time I drive by it, I'm like, well, he's in there. <laughs> this is horrible. Okay. Uh, but no, so, so part of it is that stuff. And part of it is... I, I would also push back on the idea that the specifically the day nine daily was explicitly about I'm teaching you how to play Starcraft and how to get better. He he right. was he was doing what Sports Center does too, right? He's just looking at the plays of this breaking week's games down. and he's just breaking yeah. it down and it's just an analysis of strategy. And you can choose to apply that to your own game, but you might just choose to apply that to how you watch future games, right? And so for me, it's like, I see him explain that. And then when I'm watching a game next week and I go, oh, this is part of that concept Day9 was talking about. And it makes the game more enriching to watch. I mean, I think obviously the problem with esports 
is that they are not legible for a person just being introduced to it. I have this yeah. distinct memory one time of uh, it was like it was the Dota 2 International and it was probably the second or third year it ever ha happened, right? The the International yeah. is Dota's like big, huge tournament. The Valve uh, was no notably putting millions of dollars like the, the prize pool was just absolutely yeah, huge insane. event yeah uh huge mm -hmm. event i was watching uh the international at home and my dad is a, a lifelong sports fan will watch any sport and he sat down in a chair next to me and he was just watching dota with me and he watched it for like 45 minutes like watched an entire match and i finally look at over at him and i'm like do you know what's going on? Can you follow what's going on? And he goes, not at all. And he, he didn't <laughs> care. He sat there and watched it with me anyways because I was getting really into it or whatever. Right. But that is the problem of eSports, right? Is like they are right. completely unlegible unless you have like gifted people like Artosis who are like there to explain. The, I, I was just watching like Tastosis the other day and it's fascinating to me that after 20 years of doing this, they still commentate every single game as if you are learning this for the very first time. Like you can just yep. turn on Tastosis and like they are not going to explain anything over your head. They are the masters of the game of explaining <laughs> this complicated thing in easy ways. Right. Their, their best rapport is the fact that they clearly have worked this out, but the two of them have this question and answer thing. The two of them know all of the strategy of this game right. and they know what's going on, but they are absolute masters of pitching it to the other commentator and being like, now I see he's doing this. What's that about? And then Artosis yeah. gets to be like, well, let me explain. I think it's probably this. And it's like, well, Tasteless knew that, but they're not trying to one up each other. They're trying to feed each other and keep right. things being explained the whole time. And it's just like, I watch that stuff and it, it's everything I want to do like in my like that's how I want to treat the the games I talk about is like I want that level of passion where you talk about the same game forever but you do it right. in as an approachable as a way as you possibly can the whole time you do it yeah it's just a shame you're not pursuing that I know, you know? I, I should try like you should maybe <laughs> give that a shot uh it seems like a cool dream you know uh to be the I mean, to be the tasteless, uh, or to the tasteosis of, uh, of Twilight Imperium is kind of hilarious, though, right. because it's like, I mean, I guess at one point it would have been ridiculous to hear them say that that's what they want to do for StarCraft. Uh -huh. um, so, I mean, it could be the same deal. Maybe in 10 years, <laughs> the idea of there being, uh, you know, Twilight Imperium commentary that is like, that's what someone does. That's uh -huh. their, their craft. Right. Maybe that won't be that weird basically and there is a lot to explain with uh, twilight imperium which i feel like is kind of the the conflict you're describing i feel like we have constantly yeah um because we have a you know as taste tasteless and artosis they are talking to everyone as if they don't know anything about this game yeah and we have gone down that path and found that we have a highly educated audience <laughs> right that kind of expects us to split our brains into yeah yeah where somehow we are supposed to talk to new players and give them the really deep juice yeah right and i gotta tell you i'm kind of just all about the new players yeah, at exactly. the end of the day that's right. kind of all i care about i don't really i don't really care about like, cause I don't need to match wits with the people who respond to us on discord. You know what I no, mean? That's the whole thing. <laughs> they can be the smart people. Yeah. I'm into that yeah. actually. But, and, and cause it's like, it's like if you were to watch tasteless and artosis and instead of them explaining what we're seeing on screen, they're saying what they think they should the do person playing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What they think the person playing should do. Oh, and then also, man, intuiting what their mind space is yeah. like, like what, what their even larger game right. is here, right. which might not be very discernible, yeah. actually, right. you know, like as far as like having hard evidence right. for it. Yeah, sure. Tasteless can probably look at a Terran player and see very early on what their late game is going to be. Yeah. But if that's not on screen, why? Right. Why say What's it? What's the point? You know what I yeah. mean? Like uh, someone looking at it is going to be like, well, how does he know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I well, mean? Like, like that's going to be their first question. And it's also a framing device because it's like, it's not like they can't point out mistakes. Like there are times a player 
straight up makes a mistake. And they're, they, right. you know, as commentators, you can say, uh oh, I think that was an error. But it's never about like, but I wouldn't have made that error or whatever. Right. It's like, how can their opponent capitalize on this error? And it, it right. also couches this notion of errors, right? And error is a thing that absolutely happens, especially in StarCraft. It's too fast of a goddamn game for you not to mess up every once in a while. Like, that's right. very much part of the whole thing is if someone does make a mistake, is the opponent going to be able to latch onto it for long enough to do something with that? Yeah. I also feel like to bring it back to StarCraft, yeah. this game is so big that you were in it without even being in it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like that's how large it is. Yeah. That's a big tent for a game to have. Yeah. You know? And that I, I just think that that's like, what have we even talked about right. that's like that? Yeah. I don't even know it what is, there is. It that, is that a is lifestyle like <laughs> to be into StarCraft and no other game we've ever talked about is a, is like a lifestyle. I mean, may, like may some of the other competitive games, right? Like Halo multiplayer was popular for a while. There's some other multiplayer stuff where it's like you, you can argue Doom, right? Doom's kind of a lifestyle. Uh, yeah, but that was, that was pre-us and we never had our time right, with it, you right. know? And Melee is i think the closest that's definitely what, that's what we have that's the closest and yeah. to be honest melee i thought when we talked about melee we without digging up all those people we used to play melee with mm -hmm. we weren't giving the full story yeah. because not a lot of our experience of super smash brothers melee was happening inside one particular yeah. person right you know what i mean right like with this this series of episodes about StarCraft have been, to me, if there's a theme, it's about the personal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very much. We had Cole on to say, I made a Wheel of Time map. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's nuts, you know? Right. That's a personal thing that yeah. happened with Cole. Yeah. You're over here, I don't want to play the campaign, but I'm going to listen to Date I Daily talk to me about this every day for three years. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's a personal experience. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. And then crazy me over here playing the just game, interacting the game. <laughs> directly with the media, just like nuts. What? Who would do that? I mean, obviously the dumbest perspective we've had on, but Almost we gotta useless. Do it. Almost useless. <laughs> <laughs> Almost a useless way to interact with it to then sit, talk about the thing you played. How nuts. Yeah. Not, you know, definitely not lucrative. <laughs> definitely the worst possible approach. Better to not interact with it than yeah. just talk. That's how I want to do it. That's my new philosophy. Melee is an interesting thing to bring up. We absolutely could have done this same approach with Melee, basically. Like, we, we could I have done so. four episodes on Melee and actually we better expressed what Melee was in our hearts. Instead, we just had to be like, in an hour, it means a lot to us. So anyways, the, we needed those game. guys, though. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? It, yeah, we, it's true. It, and that's what I'm saying is the difference between something mm -hmm. like Melee and StarCraft is I don't feel like there's there's a lot of people we could hit up that we have had experiences uh, playing StarCraft with them. Yeah. But we haven't missed anything critical in not hitting those people up. It's no true. offense to them. No, you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's, they would have brought right. their per, also their personal perspective, which is would have been great. Yeah. And uh, having as many of those perspectives as possible is of course going to enhance the thing but melee i just want to say just as a random aside we did miss something in yeah. not bringing those people together to right. talk about it it's true um but yeah starcraft man i don't even know i don't even I, I don't even know what else we i mean i could keep talking about it i could keep thinking about it for the rest of my life and i think i will yeah um, yeah exactly and starcraft 2 excellent game uh i i don't disagree with cole when cole uh came on this show last week and said starcraft 2 is a better game right he's right yeah i agree it's true and i, I mean how too. could it not be a better game if yeah. you think about it like yeah. it kind of has to uh, I hope better, it be better been. Game. yeah <laughs> yeah they had like over 10 years to think about it yeah and and to refine their design like almost one of the things that i think makes talking about games inherently difficult mm -hmm. is that design is so iterative it's yeah. not like you don't let's be very <laughs> like film school about it so like when orson wells makes citizen kane mm -hmm. he doesn't then make citizen kane remastered <laughs> in like five years you know right. what i mean like right. where it's the same story but we've made some minor improvements yeah, yeah. like yes that happens in film but it's not the same medium in that way yeah. one of the key differences between games and film is that games 
get to just happen again, right? But better, right? We've we've gone into the design and we've made it just kind of absolutely better. There's no disagreeing yeah, with that because games are interactive and interactivity changes, right? Right. I mean, to some extent, like the viewing of a movie can change too. You can watch movies yeah, you from change. the 40s yeah. and 50s and see how society has changed. And a lot of people find older movies sure. not very palatable because it's like the people talk differently. Like there's there's sort of a whole different thing going on. But that's not nearly as stark as this controller had four button inputs and this one has 32. That's a right. different <laughs> beast are you that you about can the do. Jaguar? What are you sure. talking about? <laughs> You're talking about the Atari Jaguar right now? I'm talking about mouse and keyboard, buddy. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, okay. That was good. That that was good. I'm I'm glad I missed it, but it it was good. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I think that interactivity makes games this thing of... Well, and also, there's also, as an industry, you know, the the preservation of these things is atrocious, whereas the preservation of movies is, is... way better you can just watch those movies and in some instances you cannot play the video games that uh, existed or whatever i mean to your to the point of that you kind of led this episode with and ended last episode with like you can't perfectly preserve what the used map setting world was like with this game like there's there's moments of time you can't get back uh with with video games because you are intended to interact with it and and that is definitely like a a fascinating part of the medium um i i i think that like (laughs) when when i think about starcraft that's like the biggest thing to me is I, I think about like the waves it has gone through and to compare it to StarCraft 2, yes, StarCraft 2 is a better game, but when we rank StarCraft 2, we'll be ranking like, not that we will, I mean, whatever, if we ever, if we did or whatever, mm-hmm. we would be ranking StarCraft 2. When we rank StarCraft, we rank StarCraft and the idea of StarCraft. And yeah, the idea well, of StarCraft doesn't get ranked when you rank StarCraft 2. Does that make, like, does that track <laughs> that, <yeah>. that notion? <laughs> because StarCraft invented StarCraft 2. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> StarCraft had the idea for StarCraft 2, yeah. not the other way around. Right. StarCraft 2 did not invent StarCraft. Uh, if it had, it wouldn't have needed StarCraft, you know? Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, you're kind of getting at the philosophical nightmare of, like, ranking uh-huh. a game like this. Sure. How do you rank a game like this? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it is, as far as importance goes, uh, I mean, I think it's the most important game we've talked about to our lives in a material sense. Yep. Final Fantasy VII and Super Mario Brothers Three are probably more important as, like, to me personally, mm-hmm. in my heart and in my soul, right? You know, right. But I didn't grow up to become a Mario speedrunner or <laughs> a. I don't know what kind of person I could have grown into. I mean, I did kind of grow up to be a Final Fantasy VII character in as many ways as possible. <laughs> I have joined an eco terrorist group. Is mm-hmm. what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. I am a bit of an eco terrorist, <laughs> but beyond the eco terrorism thing, Starcraft kind of gave me more of a structure on which to yeah live the rest of my life basically i've lived in its shadow with uh the things that i choose to pursue and the things that i have chosen to give to people in exchange for some kind of monetary reimbursement yeah um so yeah, I don't know. I don't what what is the most I don't know. I don't know what's the most important thing there. Um we could put it at the bottom, we could put it at the top. <laughs> it doesn't really I guess it could, Yeah, I, not, you know what? I think you're right. Maybe at the bottom sounds pretty good. Underneath Kingdom Hearts. But chain what of I'm memories. saying is like what is the rest of this list compared to StarCraft? Right. Like Yeah. I don't know. It feels weird to even put it on a list. Mm-hmm. Like it feels weird to put it on a list of 100 games. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it just doesn't really make that much sense i think if i worked for like uh like polygon or whatever and we were doing some sort of list of games of all time i would be like we should just not even talk about starcraft (laughs) like here here's where i would put i would take like starcraft and tetris and like doom Uh and i'd probably be like let's just not rank those because what's the point those are like forever games that like we built 
all of gamedom yeah, on. Right. They're like bones in the in the bricks. <laughs> I don't know why that's where oh. I went with it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, the Great Wall of China, how they Stop. like, just when people died, they just like put them in the oh, thing, you know? Yeah, that's StarCraft. They just laid them where they were and kept building. Oof. StarCraft is one of those dead people in in the wall. This is the darkest episode of OGA. This, point. this is true. <laughs> there's, nothing this is not, this. there's nothing wrong with saying this. It's true. I get that it's sad that they're dead, but they would be they would be dead regardless at this point. This is a long time ago. All right. Fair. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen. It needs. It's. It has to go number one on the list. I think it just has to. That's where I'm at. I think it's. I, I that it sits weird with me putting it number one. Why? Because, well, because I feel like at the end of the day, the sequel, it doesn't philosophically outdo it, mm -hmm. but it mechanically does. And that one, you experience, so everything you've said today about StarCraft, we could apply it to StarCraft 2, and then StarCraft 2 is also a game that you participated in more fully with your own hands. Sure. Right? Yeah, but I, I, I do think... The whole of last week's episode, I think, covers why StarCraft 2 could never outrank StarCraft. Because there's this fun factor to, uh, like, use map stuff that StarCraft 2 never, ever captured. It never got to the same level of. Uh, and and I, I think that's a massive element of all of this. Because if anything, the part of this stuff I can interact with, StarCraft 1 does better. Like, or, or did right. better. And, everything, and, yeah. and, like, to a T, like... Without, with no question, StarCraft use map settings are better than StarCraft two custom games across the sure. board. And well, we don't. How do we? We don't really know that. Though. We maybe don't I, know right now, but then that means. I mean, you know, I'm not going to factor that into StarCraft's ranking. Then I suppose. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe it's just not fair to even go there. By the way, it's a myth that there are dead bodies inside the Great Wall of China. <laughs> and just I'm Google ashamed. That. I'm ashamed to admit it. It. I don't know if it's like. I don't know if its origin is kind of racist that we should just cut it in general, but that is not actually true. Interesting. I was like, man, as I said it, I was like, it kind of sounds like that might be wrong, might actually. Be, that might be a stupid thing people say. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying StarCraft should be number one. I think so, mostly because if, if we're playing the old game and we're literally just looking at the list in front of us, it absolutely goes above Celeste. It absolutely goes above hollow knight for uh, for me I'm, I'm talking from my perspective it absolutely goes above elden ring and silent hill 2 the only thing that could possibly compete with it for me is disco elysium and it and disco elysium definitely doesn't actually compete with circa i think Di disco elysium is very cool and a very good game but it it pound over pound will forever lack all of the meaning and importance of starcraft okay but on let's okay personal list uh -huh. just you where does starcraft rank personal version of this list i'm asking shoot shoot me right from the hip with your gun soldier i mean honestly before we ever even did this episode when we said we were going to do starcraft in the 90s pc game season i was prepared for it to be top three always and forever and, okay. and was prepared for it to be number one i think the key here is getting at that idea of of uh, maybe what you were saying you have a hard time understanding about like my engagement with this stuff because like it's just not important to me if uh i can actually get my hands on the thing if i can engage with it in a different way and like right celeste is beautiful to me right because it's hard and opened itself up to me that is that's an amazing thing and it's a wonderful experience i had but starcraft did that too in a different way that mm -hmm. I found even more like engaging and something I liked more. I like playing Celeste, but I like, <laughs> I genuinely like thinking about and watching Starcraft more than I like playing Celeste. And maybe that sounds crazy, but wow. that's kind of how I engage with games. I, I feel like I engage with them culturally before I engage with them like from a personal play standpoint wow that's wild that's wild <laughs> to hear you say that 
I mean, like, <laughs> this is like this is not episode 100 because of all the sure. not episodes, but like we're going, we're reaching all the way back to episode 15, mm-hmm. and you're saying, which that I mean, I remember that episode so clearly, yeah, of you being like really like kind of struck by an experience you mm-hmm. had had, and that Starcraft is bigger to you than that let let me go back to something i was saying earlier uh starcraft broke the very angry gamer part of me like i stopped doing those kinds of games i stopped chasing that dream of i've got to play these multiplayer games with my friends Mm -hmm. and i've got to be able to compete with them and some of that might sound like a negative thing to somebody, right? Of like, well, you quit playing the game. It sounds like you didn't like it. No, it's like the opposite. It's that I got opened up to a way of engaging with the thing I love and sticking with it in a way that didn't hurt me, basically. In, in a way that right. didn't bring up negative connotations. I got to still engage with StarCraft outside of this whole sort of negative undercurrent that that would mess with me and and make me feel bad right right so like when you got to be with me with celeste and hear me go through that i went through that same style of process in 2011 and it was a core feature of me becoming an adult is i think what i'm trying Mm -hmm. to express is like it was the first time i realized oh i could stop getting mad at video games and walk away from them and that's okay and i can engage with them in different ways that doesn't upset right me. that's like that was as important of a defining feature of my life as many other things and you know at like one of the the higher points of my life psychologically yeah yeah well i mean I think it's probably got to, it's not number one to me, but I think it could be number one on the list. Fine. I mean, that's fine. I mean, it's obviously not my number one, but it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's good. It's just not like, it's not my number one. Like, I mean, how could it be? It's, it's up there though. It's probably, it's probably in my top five on this, on this list as of right now. But I, you know, I, it, Here, did, here's my genuine question to you. Yeah. Do you like it more? Is StarCraft more important to you than Disco Elysium? Yeah. Then a Disco I, Elysium, the this podcast is super into disco <laughs> and I, I'm I'm I think disco is great, but I I think that well, there's a little bit of recency bias going on a little bit with that Disco Elysium number two, and it sat at number one for so long. It did. Yeah. Or like over fifty four episodes. 54 games were yeah. talked about and added to the list That's, and, and Disco Elysium sat at the top. I'll, I'll say this to get back to the beginning of the episode. Starcraft has to be number one, at least for today. And next week, we're allowed to renegotiate as much as we want. But I'm not going to live in sure. a world where Starcraft wasn't at the top of the list for at least a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, I don't keep my own list anymore. I stopped because yeah. I wanted to be more cowboy about my vibes, my feelings. I think that... Final Fantasy 7 is slightly less important mm. to me than StarCraft. Yeah. Only slightly. Right. So that means we're kind of in the Final Fantasy 7 range for right. me, which means we're in my top 10, but we're maybe not in my top 5. Yeah. I would say. Interesting. On 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 this list. Yeah. And I feel like I don't know. Spiritually, there are a lot of games that we have talked about that I would have loved. Like, I just want to, because there's been an element to this that I feel like has finally been realized Mm -hmm. that I felt like was missing before, which is just like the reason that we were going to spend this much time talking about StarCraft is because it's important to both of us. Yeah. And I feel like we kind of got to the bottom of that now. Right. And Disco Elysium is just a really cool game we both played. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> right. It's just a, it really it's makes really it feel good. silly. Yeah. It makes it makes the ranking of that game feel uh uh I don't know short sighted of the yeah. moment of its moment. We just finished Disco for the first time and just were like. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> like, that's <was> cool. <laughs> but I would love to, in with some time, yeah. 
spend four episodes reflecting on Disco Elysium. For you know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I definitely. would love to smell test Disco Elysium with a whole month of thinking about it. I agree. Sniff test it, even. <laughs> And smell test it. I'd love to slime it. You know what I mean with our Nickelodeon <laughs> this, slime. So what this uh, it, <laughs> what this project has culminated to is going from a podcast about like a game a week to perhaps tipping more into Hunter would love to dig deeper into each game that actually gets discussed on. on like I mean, do, do you feel that drive a bit? I do. I'm saying I do for sure. Of like like having sort of week after week with the game that's like where where conversations are had over time rather than sort of like play it don't talk to each other too much and then come to this thing because you're gonna Fair. rank it at the end it's like a weird little game and it's like does it did it need to be a game though or could it have been a project of examining the thing and and playing with it and tinkering with it and poking holes in it um no i think it's more just like if it's a game that feels like it can sustain that, if yeah. it's worth looking at the game piecemeal like that, then I think, but what I'm saying with Disco Elysium is like, I don't know that it even is. Right. I'm just saying it might be interesting to like, to test that yeah. basically to say, Hey, let's see if it's worthy of that level of investigation because it's like, you know, it's one thing to listen to two people be like, it's good, mm -hmm. you know, and it's another thing to listen to people take a month and at, like do some analysis. Yeah some like really close readings of it I think would be um, really fun. I often feel like a little bit though, one of the things that I'll say this, that kind of bothers me about Disco Elysium a little bit is I feel like sometimes people are like, yeah, Disco Elysium, this is the game with good writing. And uh -huh. they're just kind of like, kind of being shitty to all the <laughs> other games. <laughs> yeah. Like lots of games have good writing. Uh -huh. Like, what are you and and so i feel like sometimes when people talk about disco elysium they do that kind of just nasty thing of mm -hmm. like just undercutting everybody else uh -huh. and also like games don't need writing like right. to be honest when anyone comments on the writing of a game yeah i sort of in my head think like that's not a necessary part of games, yeah. huh? Like Tetris, you don't need that Tetris part has no all. writing, and it's one of like, the best games ever literally, made. <laughs> right? Anytime people talk way too much about writing in games, yeah. I'll be like, dude, that's not even one of the essential elements <laughs> of games. That's just the part that makes you feel better. That right. makes you feel like an adult. Yeah. And guess what? I'm not an adult. I'm a filthy, stinky little child, and I eat straight from the dumpster. Okay. <laughs> I don't care if it has a I don't care if the writing is bad or uh -huh. good or whatever <laughs> not to say I don't like I mean I do like Disco Elysium a lot it's great mm -hmm. but I just don't I don't like I don't like it when people make it sound like games just have shitty writing right. and then there's disco yeah. you know hey listen I'm the one who defended Starcraft's writing on this very show I'm in That's I think true. it's cool <laughs> I think it's cool I mean, I man think, I, hey I didn't say it was bad no, I yeah. said it was like Transformers which yeah. is not an insult depending on how you look at it listen Transformers is a really interesting intellectual property they they tricked those kids into loving toys and then they killed half of them in, a, in the theater yeah and people cried Orson Welles on his deathbed pretended to be unicron and then he passed from this mortal coil he entered the abyss of what comes next which is maybe nothing or everything and his well some of his last thoughts concerned the transformers character unicron i salute you transformers that's some weird boy soap opera bullshit and i love it and so is starcraft starcraft is weird boy soap opera bullshit and yeah. i'm i'm all about that there's a good and bad version of that mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. people get too obsessed over making quality also be a part of a hierarchy mm -hmm. there's no hierarchies here there's good you know like disco elysium has like a lot of different types of writing some of some of it is good uh and but it doesn't make it just inherently better than StarCraft yeah. writing. You know? I, I critically like to apply the Cold Stone method. You either like it, you love it, or you gotta have it. And that's it. Those are the tiers of, of interacting with media, you know? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, there Matt, is. you've never said anything bad about any games ever. <laughs> you you only you're just a big big pile of love trash. That's what you are. Definitely not a hater. So do you want StarCraft to be below Super Mario Brothers 3 and be the eighth best game of all time? Would you prefer that? 
No, Super Mario Brothers three sucks. Obviously, <laughs> I mean it, it. It is not worthy. It it is unworthy. I mean, I will say that if if OGA was an experiment to see if we could talk about a hundred games and me decide that I liked one better than Super Mario Brothers three, we have failed. Uh-huh. I I do not think that any of these games are better than Super Mario Brothers three. We started the first episode was a thing we would never ever top, and that has remained no, re- true. I mean, well, obviously we did top it. It's number seven on this list, but like I for me personally, yeah, yeah. I was I remain unconvinced. Right. That there is a better game than Super Mario Brothers 3. I will say, I think the closest that we got to is Silent Hill 2. I keep wanting to think about Silent Hill 2 more and more. Anyways, this is all stuff that I should probably save for the next episode, which is where we re-rank all 100 games uh, with our friends uh, Sun Sanders and EJ Sanders. Uh, It's going to be a great time. Yeah. Great country. Going to miss talking about StarCraft. (laughs) Hopefully I'll talk I more about it. I get the sense that you won't, you're, you're not going to stop. It's just going to be a, a feature. Now we just get to have a StarCraft segment on, on the show of updates well, on how, what's been going on with the project and what recent maps you played. Let me explain this a little bit, actually, because I didn't know. I, ha- I have this feeling that StarCraft needs somebody to do some work for it. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe I'm getting. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, there's like, it's kind of like, what, what caused us to start Space Cats is yeah. we were like, oh, I wonder if people need someone to talk about Twilight Imperium. Right. That was like something we thought. Yeah. Maybe that would be true. I didn't think it would be true, by the way. I didn't think that that was <laughs> Nobody something needed people that. needed. Sure. And then they did. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I think somebody needs to like shepherd the StarCraft nostalgia mm-hmm. and present it like more easily to people. And I don't necessarily have like the tools necessary to do that on my own, but I know that if I put some energy into it over time, I might be able to come up with something with the help of others. Uh-huh. And I think that is going to keep me thinking about StarCraft for a while, possibly like a year, maybe like a year of like sort of thinking about StarCraft. Um, because yeah, I was, again, no shade at any of the uh, kind of compendiums that exist out there. But they're not, they're, they could be better. There could be one that like has a rating system and like organization and a good search function. And you know, you want to to bring the community back is the right now it's a disparate community. There's lots of people with their lists and for a while you'll be just another person with their list, but you'd like to grow it. You'd like to keep at it rather than like. I put together my compilation of my favorite maps. Here they are. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's make an ongoing community project that brings people into the fold on this. Yeah, because y'all, it needs to be easier for people to snap into their StarCraft nostalgia. Yeah. It just needs to be easier. It it seemed like it was was a bit of a thing trying to find these maps. And then when you're digging through all the used map setting maps, there's a lot of bad, there's a lot of stinkers. There's a whole lot of stinkers, people. Yeah. And filtering through the stinkers is like kind of a lot of the work that I've had to do yeah. in order to find good stuff and then present it to my friends. Right. Even my our, our friend Alex was like having his own moment of being nostalgic and yeah. then realizing that you can't just pull up any old map. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you have to go through and test them. So some sort of compendium with a rating system is like what I'm thinking about right now. And yeah. uh, hopefully we can figure that out. If you work in uh, web design, hit me up. Um, I think I'm... I'm actually looking at some domain names to go ahead and buy uh, right now. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to come up with a good, like, snappy, people will understand what this yeah. is type name a good for SEO. the website. <laughs> a good SEO yeah. hit. <laughs> no, I, no I, mean, I mean searchable. I need... Like, I literally mean, like, yes. if people are looking yes. for it, it needs to be findable very, very quickly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because a lot of them are not, so it's like not obvious where to go in order to find stuff. Also, by the way, if you're hearing me describe this and you're like, oh, Hunter, you've just missed one that actually is already yeah, yeah. doing all of this. Oh my God, please hit me up. I'm right. about to do a whole bunch of work. Don't let me do that. If there actually is <laughs> just a really good compendium with ratings and yeah. tags and a good search function, like do not let me do all of this work. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If it's unnecessary. But that is what I'm thinking about. Stop me before uh, I copy someone else's work without copying. Yeah. Like <laughs> if, if it is out there, like, please let me know about it. Yeah. Uh, message me on discord or, or email us at uh, oldgamersalmanac at gmail.com or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. God, it's tough. I don't want to go. I don't want to stop talking about StarCraft, but I guess we do. Well, we just After. will. It's the best game of all time for this week, and next week we can reevaluate the whole thing in, I'm a, probably a four-hour episode. Who knows? There's no telling what next week will be. Uh, the the Sanders not brothers are going to get their hands on the whole messy ball, so yep. we'll be sure to have a list that makes no sense at the end of it. That's for, that's for goddamn sure. We're not even just finishing talking about StarCraft. This is also the end of like ranking yeah. like this whole ranking this, quest yeah. we've been on exactly like it's very odd that's kind of crazy <laughs> we did this a hundred times <laughs> and honestly for the last quarter of it i've been kind of checked out on it like to be real since midway through it, 2001 <laughs> yeah it's funny because in the first episode i remember i don't know why i remember this but i remember explaining the concept of the show mm -hmm. in the episode and being like one of the things that's crazy to me about lists is like when they get really long and you're like, all right, well, what's the difference between like 77 and 78? Uh -huh. How did you determine that? And now that we're only at 100, which isn't even that many. Sure. I'm like, man, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. That's and I problem. don't care. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I didn't know when we were going to get to the point where I didn't care, but I think I called it out like an exact number uh -huh. and it just was. Yeah. Like once it's like past 60. It's really hard to care about a list. It's too finite. You know? Yeah, it's too it's too small of numbers to to matter. Yeah, which is sort yeah. of the bit, but is also like as a process. That's what's not <laughs> engaging about it or whatever. If it was like Hunter's personal blog where he just slaps shit on there, that makes more sense. When it's you and me hashing it out, that's what gets exhausting. It's the hashing out of where these things no need to go on this list. I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I think it's also just like. It's hard because you want it to just be a show about stuff people care about. And yeah. instead, it's a show about compromising <laughs> a lot on what you care about. And that's not who cares about that. Who care? I don't care about listening to people compromise. I want their hot take. Yeah. I want their like, okay, why, like their most passionate right. thing that they care you know the thesis going forward is one of us or who or a guest or whoever like whatever the thing is that's being talked about it's a person bringing that thing to the table because they really want to talk about something yes. about it whether yes. it be positive or neutral or whatever it's a desire to very much talk about it whereas we constantly were putting the cart before the horse and being like we'll talk about this hopefully we play it and come up with something to talk about. I hope that works out for us. Right. <laughs> that was the, right. I think the biggest hurdle for so many games. Yeah. I just want it to be a lot about passion going forward. Um, and less about like, just kind of being like, Oh yeah, this is all right. I guess, you yeah. know, whatever. Right. Like that. Let's just talk about things that, that are, that are really interesting, truly interesting to us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see everybody next week. See you next week. We're going to talk about a hundred games in one episode. <laughs> And it's going to be super dumb. It's going to be really um, bad. We're going to choose a new top. We're going to choose a new bottom. We're going to mix up a lot of the old stuff that we talked about. I'll tell you this much. One thing that I'm already prepared for that I'm just screwed on is Sea of Thieves is at 68. And y'all are going to freaking put all your thumbs on the scale. All your thumbs on the scale for that game. We put our thumbs just, up. The four, it was the same group of four people last time. And that's as far as it got. I know, but it's going to be worse. <laughs> it's going to be worse this time because here's the thing. Here's what's different, all right? So when we talked about Sea of Thieves, the four of us, there was no, like, the Sanders boys had no claim to the list uh -huh. in general. Uh -huh. And right. this time, they're going to be rebuilding the yeah. whole list with us. Yeah. So they're going to be able to sort of say, like, well, yeah, I didn't play, like, even 80% of these games. <laughs> But I did just get done re-ranking all of them. Uh -huh. So now it's up to me suddenly, you know. So there we go. That'll that'll be ex what what are what are some other big movers we're going to see? I want to predict more things. I bet roller um, I bet roller coaster tycoon is a really unsettling dis discussion. <laughs> I bet that's going to be not good for for Hunter. That's my guess. Oh yeah, that's moving way up there. That's gonna that's that's moving that's gonna get uh, way up there. Uh Roller Coaster Tycoon. It's sitting at forty nine now. It's it's yeah, 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 I'll yeah, tell you this much. This is definitely where Hyperlight Drifter probably dig digs deep into the trash can. If we're talking about both of us getting hit here. There's no way the Sanders there's no way the Sanders not brothers defend Hyperlight Drifter. They're not going to. They don't Yeah, care. I don't know. I don't know. Uh it, I, I don't know that I've ever heard any of them talk about it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I think the new 10 is going to be, like, I think StarCraft will survive. Mm -hmm. I think Hollow Knight will improve somehow. <laughs> Hollow Knight is at four. I think it will go up. Yeah. Um, what What's going to be? What's something that, like, oh, you know, I think, you know, one thing Sun will probably do is probably move Anachronox even higher, <laughs> even though that game sucks and we didn't even really play it. Oh, there you go. That'll no, Anachronox number eighty-three. Probably some positive movement. We'll see there. That's something. So, yeah, get used to it. Old Gamers Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to Patreon.com/slash Old Gamers Almanac. Yeah.